Hi. Hi. <laughs> wow. I prefer you. <laughs> Can you hear me okay? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. Um, listen, I've been... Listen. <laughs> I love that you prefer me. Genuinely. <laughs> I feel very blessed. No. And love. Him and I had fun doing it. Um... But I could tell he's he went to work that night, so I could tell he started to get over it maybe like 45 minutes in. And I'm like, no, like, we go, dude, you're like, just, just got on the ride. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> open your heart. Like, <laughs> Well, welcome back uh, to Literally No Clue. Literally No Clue. With Nicole and Kayla. Oh, okay. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Man. That episode was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I did text you. I was like, this is the most I've ever heard Evan speak ever yes. in a entire sentence before. He does. He does have a voice. <clears throat> um, I prefer him not to use it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. Um, no, that was actually fun to do. Um, learned a lot. Yeah. I, I, I will say I'm going to give myself away here. Listen. Okay. Um... We all know I don't listen to podcasts. I He doesn't listen to our I, podcasts. The only either. podcast I listen to is ours from oh, time yeah. to time. Yeah. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I was listening and I was working at the same time and somebody had said something and I agreed out loud to the podcast and TJ was in the living room and he goes, what? I said, what? He said, did you, did you just, did you just verbally agree out loud to somebody that's not here? <laughs> And I said, oh my god, don't tell Nicole. Because, <laughs> because, remember, <laughs> I, because I remember saying, yeah, that's true. And he was like, huh? And then You're I remember... To me. I know! And I said, I, I said, you cannot tell Nicole. Because then I just flashed back to us driving back and forth to Michigan. And you're sitting there listening, watching, listening to Bailey Sarian. And you're just like, oh my god, yes. You're like, yes, exactly. I was waiting for this. Yes. And I was like, you're you're so involved in this. This is this has to be a mental health issue. No, it's not. Because when you put your, your whole self into something, when I listen to Bailey and when I really listen to something or watch something like a part of me is invested like into you're that, there okay i'm yeah. there you know i i'm just in it so thank you tj for pointing that out um yeah me um and i just died i was just like please don't i just i was just like <laughs> i felt this thing i was like please don't say anything <laughs> thank god he has a memory of an aunt so yeah no me and tj become biffles <laughs> yeah I fucking love TJ, man. Um, He's a sweetheart. He he is. Yeah, he, uh, he went over. Him and his neighbor connected today, and uh, an older an older man, and um, they just like to keep each other company. And uh, his neighbor was asking about me, and he was like, "How's your old lady?" And um, first of all, we have to retire that saying. Holy fuck, dude! We have to fucking retire. People that say that to Evan and all the time, and I'm TJ like, was like. TJ was like, well, he doesn't like the term girlfriend because then that's like 
that just sounds juvenile to him. And I was like, I get it. I think it's a generational thing because his grandma and his great aunt does the same thing. Yes. She was like, I remember walking upstairs one night and she was like, yeah, I was talking to so-and-so and I, you know, they were like, oh, well, you know, I, I seeing this car out front a lot or whatever, you know, like one of the neighbors and, oh, well, that's TJ's girlfriend, fiance. You basically live here. And like, <laughs> I'm not calling myself that unless there's a ring on my finger. hundred So, um, right. I usually call him, uh, like, uh, my partner, my, my boyfriend, my, my partner. partner. Yeah. yeah. But significant other, like, yeah. Uh, people, um, of especially that generation yeah. would not say partner because in their head, that's gay. Gay, that's true too. Um, <laughs> so. but no, so he was talking to his neighbor and he, and his neighbor was asking about me and he, uh, she said, yeah, I'm going to put a ring. That's, that's the one I'm going to put a ring on her finger. And then he started oh, asking shit. me about, uh, would you still, he, what did he say? He said, would you still go through with it if it was a ring pop? I said, no. Said it'll be delicious dessert, but that's about it. I know. And then he was like, "Are you one of them?" He was like, "Are you one of them basic white girls that have a preference of of ring?" I said, "I know what I like and I know what I don't like." If for TJ, first of all, shut the fuck up. (laughs) We are not even five minutes in, and you're fucking touching me. I know. (laughs) Um, You know, me and Evan were together for so many days, and now he's gone, and I'm like, "Hey, we got jacked. (laughs) We need to like siphon Mm -hmm. off somebody else." But first of all, no, there's nothing basic white girl about that, about being like, if you are telling me that you want to propose to me, you've already crossed the boundary of traditional. You're Correct. you're there. Yeah. So like I don't like yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said the only person that you really have to ask is Jordy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Evan asked my dad, but this is what Evan did. <laughs> Um, I imagine it wasn't traditional. No. Hmm. Evan, I remember Evan being like, what did he say? He asked my dad the, (laughs) the day he asked me to marry him. Oh. And he had said, I remember him saying something to me like, Mm. He had pulled up, and my dad is not, like, the friendliest person. And, like, my dad doesn't like people in his house. Mm -hmm. And, like, my dad is also, like, when it came to dating, I think I had mentioned this on the podcast, like, he was very much like, you know, I had dated. Like, you know, my dad was like, here's just another one of Nick's fucking dudes. You know what I mean? And so Evan, like, really never came into my dad's house when I lived there. He he liked Evan. It had nothing to do with that. He had stayed, he'd stayed the night a couple of times when my dad's like a very temperamental person. And I remember the day that he proposed, <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, like, I want to go in and like say hi to your dad. And I'm like, oh, my dad's in a bad mood. Just get back in the fucking car. Like, and my dad's one of those dads. And so the night we got engaged, I was like, did you ask my dad? Even though in reality, I don't give a fuck. Right. Uh, but I was living with my dad. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I just wanted to be kind of respectful to him. And he goes, no, because you told me I couldn't say hi to him. <laughs> <laughs> so Evan called my dad and pretended he didn't ask me yet. <laughs> oh my god! So, so yeah, so uh, you know what? You, you already crossed that traditional right. threshold, so you gotta no. But I agree with Jordy for sure. Yeah, I absolutely, Jordy. Which which is hilarious because the fucking I'm not even kidding. I remember TJ traditionally very traditionally asked me to be his girlfriend make it official official and then i think like the following week or after we healed from covid i can't remember because that was a that was a blur um i remember going to my sister's house and playing on the floor with jordy and we were playing barbies or something and i was on the phone she's like who do you keep texting like who do you keep talking to 
And I was like, well, what would you, how would you feel if I told you that Aunt Kay has a boyfriend now? And she's like, ugh. <laughs> I'm Jordy. like, basically like, I'm not sharing you. <laughs> you need to let him know that I'm number one. Um, and then she like realized, like, she was like, so does that make him my uncle? And I was like, not yet. We're, 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 we're going to pause on that. Maybe one day. Um, Does she call him Uncle TJ? She has, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. How does he feel about that? He he loves it. Because he's an only child. Yeah. yeah. He loves it. Yeah. And he adores her. Yeah. He thinks she is the coolest fucking Jordy's kid. She's fucking so cool. fucking cool. Yeah. I don't know if you're, if you accepted my sister's friend request, but. Um, I did. Um, her. I said, hey, bitch. <laughs> did you? No. <laughs> um, I put it put in it, my head I when I clicked not, accept. Hey, I would bitch. not put it past you. Um, <laughs> that her new. Um, not profile picture, but the cover photo, you know what I'm talking about? Like, behind yeah. your profile picture is Jordy, and she just looks so fucking cool, man. What What did she post the other day? Jordy was in some, like, Little Red Riding Hood thing at school or yeah. something? Yeah, 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 she was in and a little she, play. she, like, was dressed to the part, like, she was, that was in it. Dude, that was a last-minute, oh-shit situation. Oh, the, right. the The... the teacher only had a basket for her oh. and Ashley no, she looked cute. she did she looked she fucking loved it she I mean, the little girl she, she was sitting it. next to her parents clearly did not give a fuck what she was doing that day I'm just kidding oh I did see this yes. one she looks so cute you She's know this reminds such a rock me of star. um are you on Natalie TikTok that sounds really familiar the little girl no who is like Thursday, let's get dressed. No. Oh my god. Uh -uh. It, okay, it's like a British lady who does it, and it's this little girl who was obsessed with her and now does the same thing. So she, like, her mom, like, lets her like pick out, like, she's probably like four years old. Oh wow. Her mom, like, lets her like put tattoos all over and like put lipstick and eyeshadow cool. and like the outfits that she comes up with, it's just like pure genius. And so when I saw that, I'm like, it's Monday, let's get dressed. <laughs> What's funny is that, um, when was it? I think late last, sometime late last year, my sister introduced Cheetah Girls to my oh, to her. Cheetah Girls. At cheetah first, she was like, "It's not animated. Not everybody's singing all the yeah. time." What's the promise here? And then it, she, it's a fucking staple. Um, and she just she introduced. We're playing Cheetah Girls to the neighbor girl, um, and yeah, it's fucking hilarious. So the the fashionista is coming out I even more. That. We should have your sister and my sister on. That would be a fucking train wreck. I felt really bad. I forgot Kayla's birthday. Like it was recently. It was on June fourth. Oh, I know. Happy birthday, Kay! I know. I did that last year too because we're always away for yeah, our anniversary. that's true. So yesterday I went mother fucker and i even called her on her birthday but to talk about something else <laughs> i felt so i, I still feel too. i feel really bad Aww. i feel so i did it last year too but we're always away You're on always a trip for yeah. our, our anniversary or you know so i felt so bad so i'm gonna do something for her but um and she's like it's okay promise and i'm like it's not so okay i love you me. yeah i'm gonna do something for her happy birthday mommy yeah 27 27 nobody cares about you and you're 27 no wait that's 23 that's 22 25 what's that phrase nobody cares about you when you're 23 yeah is it 23 yeah 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 but um yeah i felt so fucking bad um because then i'm sitting there and i'm like <gasps> like the realization <laughs> hit me physical yeah. epiphany yeah i'm like fuck yeah um 
so I don't know what I'm going to do for her yet, but I'm going to do something. Um, you know, and she's like uber pregnant right yeah. now. Yeah. So she's almost, she's, she's halfway there at least, right? Oh yeah. She's like 31 weeks. That's what I thought. I knew she was 32, over halfway. 32. Yeah. We're about, um, we're about two months away. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, the, the baby showers next month in July. So cute. Are you, are you going to go? I, I, I sent you the invite. You did? Yeah. I texted it to you. I'll have to go back and look. Oh, or maybe you didn't think that that was an invite. I was just showing you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. yeah you're and right. It, you know, it's whatever. Okay. You don't have to if you don't want to. But, um, yeah, it's, it's gonna, it's crazy. So, but speaking of babies, <clears throat> um, did you know that there is a new little kid store downtown called Pickles? Thank you. <laughs> So today is my, I mean, granted, this episode is coming out on a Friday. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Today is my last day of vacation from work. Right. Um, I go back to work tomorrow. Sad face, like, hex the world, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but this morning, I'm like, oh, like, I'm going to, like, take a walk downtown and get some coffee and stuff. And so I walked to Fluid on okay. Lincoln Way, their, yeah. their main one. And I'm walking back, and it's... The intersection where, um, that's not Washington Street. I think it's, Link no, maybe it's Lafayette. I'm not sure. I don't know. I posted something on Instagram, but I said, what is that? Like, what is that bright, like letters right there or whatever? So I walked over there and it's this cute children's, like little boutique store. Oh, cool. And I walk in and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and so, like, I was talking to the ladies a little bit. And I'm like, how long have you guys been here? And they're like, November. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah. She's like, I don't think that a lot of people know that we're here. I'm like, um, I live, like, two minutes away from right. here. And I've never seen you guys before. So, um, so I did take some pictures and I posted it on Instagram. It's super cute in there. Um, you know, they are I love the name. Yeah, Pickles. Pickles. So cute. Um yeah it's definitely a cute place for sure i think they probably go up to like i don't know they have like a mix of like sizes like infant to probably like what whatever the highest in toddler is like 4t because uh, I, I think it's 5t and then it 5T. goes to size 6 yeah. i yeah. think um but yeah check them out for sure the ladies were super nice i think uh -huh. one of them i spoke to was the owner or like you know the manager or whatever and then one i think was being trained but they were super nice they had a ton of cute stuff um you know i hate to say this but a little pricey but that's coming from somebody who doesn't have kids yeah that's true <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah. i definitely want to go back in and look for some stuff for baby sunny um you know but i don't have kids so like the price point on certain things i'm like Oh, onesies this much? I feel like onesies should be like three dollars. You, you know what like I mean? A pack, yeah. Right, yeah. right. For a pack of twelve, they should be three dollars. Right. Correct. Um, but definitely check them out. Super cute. Um, I even went in. I stopped into the press this morning mm -hmm. too, and don't mind the train, y'all. Yeah, train. Somebody's running a train. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so I stopped into the press too, and I saw the lady. That, I, that oh I don't think you met her yes at the thing at the halfway to Halloween yeah so her and I were talking and it hit me who she was guys this was a lady that we ran into at the halfway to Hall Halloween event I bought a book there she was standing in like that little cubicle too and um 
so I was like, man, like, why don't you guys do like a book club? And she's like, so many people have said that. And um, she's like, you just got to tell me like what book you want to do. And I said, well, I was like, don't you think it would be better if there was maybe like a poll like or a like, forum like a forum or yeah. whatever and she's like oh that's such a good idea I'm like you can do those on like instagram mm -hmm. you can like attach like a google form um don't they have a do they have a news uh like a um like a subscription like a like a newsletter the press yeah i don't know if they had like a weekly or monthly newsletter they could just easily attach that to the email that oh, they yeah. send out yeah for sure and she's like oh i didn't think about doing that and so um we'll definitely stay on the lookout for that but i told her i would mention it today um it's a new independently owned bookstore in downtown mm -hmm. valpo we've talked about it before super oh, cute this weekend, um that there the coffee shop that's in there um i don't know if you know this it's independent from the from the bookstore really yeah um at least that's how i understood it from the two well what like a great way to like mix a business exactly um that they're like um they entered like they've had roasteries around the yeah. area um and they're doing it there at the press and i I just I just say that just to go on to say that I had a wonderful iced tea from there. Really? Very, very good. I have, um, on my, like... They were so nice and so, so sweet. Fluid, yeah. But, because I really like fluid, because I think they have good food, too. Mm -hmm. But I did go in there today, and it did smell really good. Yeah. So, um, so yes, just a couple of little shout-outs from that. Um, let's talk about it. About what? brown county oh the stain on this fucking state oh my god is there anything else we want to pre preliminarily do oh yeah here let me shout out you if you're any good oh. nicole made uh <laughs> nicole made a blueberry banana bread um i'm a banana bread it smells really good like i make a good ass banana bread so i feel like it's really hard to fuck up a banana bread though Bitch, you can fuck up anything in baking easy. If you, don't, true. if you don't get that right during the mix, you're fucked. Okay, fine. So one out of ten, I, and I actually make a lot of banana bread. Okay, one out of five. All right, one out of seven. <laughs> <laughs> we should get back to our roots with doing this. I know. <sighs> Let's start here. Let's start here. Um, I'm going to give it a six and a half. Out of ten? Oh no, out of seven. I was oh, going with your oh last one. Oh god, I would go <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> no. Um, out of ten, nine and a half. Okay, totally accept that. Um, nine at the lowest. Very moist. Holds together very well. I don't care for blueberries. Um, uh, okay. That's, I that's love, my only giveaway. I love banana bread add-ins. Like, I don't think I could ever just. I don't think I've ever had an add-in before, other really? than like nuts. Like nuts. Yeah, yeah. walnuts. Um, chocolate chips are really good. Blueberries are really good. Mm, but it gives a good, um, tartness. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. Lemon, like lemon Ooh, lemon would be good. really good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make another so, one, so. Shout out, Nicole. Uh, thanks for my mini loaf. I appreciate you and my drink. Do you prefer then not to have blueberries in the next one? Correct. Okay. Do we like, I'm it. still going to eat it because I don't want it to go bad. It's pretty good, so. Yeah, put put a little uh, schmear, put a little butter mm -hmm. on that bitch. Yeah. Ooh, can you toast banana bread? Yeah. Hmm. Wow, my mind just like blew itself. 
Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Nicole, let me ask you this: How was your uh, wedding anniversary? Well, technically, it's today. Oh, happy anniversary! Yeah, it's Tuesday. technically the sixth. Um, we, oh God, we went to Brown County, Indiana. We decided to stay in Indiana this year. I've talked about this before. Me and Evan, like, personally love Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, but we're like, you know what? Let's try something different. you go to uh, Mackinac, right? We went to Mackinac Island last year. Oh, my God. They're so bad. Uh, well, I don't know. I was talking to Evan about it, and he, he goes, um, he goes, why don't you and your girlfriends just do, like, a little trip? And I'm like, well like money and stuff and he's like he's like just go we'll make it work and i'm like so you know yes studies yes yes study <laughs> work that overtime potty damn chest hair all out looking all good okay continue brown, brown county Indiana. i was in my period so we didn't do anything <laughs> sometimes that's the best time oh fuck i no no i'm i'm going no wow i ride wow. hard against that take personally why because i have never felt dirtier than on my fucking period that's so true it doesn't matter and like i've that's heard true. people be like oh you gotta do it right at the beginning or, or right at the end if i'm st <laughs> first of all that beginning days and end days of straight up brown goo coming out of your fucking cooter <laughs> you are delirious i'm coming hard for this right. take right now yeah there is nothing in me that's like man i'm smelling a little bve i still gotta wear a panty liner come hit this i meant like ovulation wise um like certain biological aspects totally get it the reality <laughs> fuck off i'm writing hard for that one i'm writing hard for that one just as much as i'm writing as hard for helen keller is a fucking idiot Shut fake ass bitch <laughs> she never existed she never existed <laughs> So, so yeah, so Brown County fucking sucked ass. <laughs> I'm going to ride hard for that train, yeah. too. If you have lived in Indiana for a very long time. We've all been to fucking Brown County. I had never been. Evan had never been. That's why. Right? So. Maybe because I have family down yeah, near maybe. there. So we were like, you know what? Let's try something different. And I was like, um, I'll take the reins on this one because you did mackinac island last mm -hmm. year and he's like okay so because i'd heard so much good stuff about it like oh my god it's so beautiful it's a cute little town it's great scenery you know the hiking and whatever and i'm like okay cool so here's the thing about like a little town like that is that if you want to stay directly in the town especially in like a state like indiana there's no like hilton inn like this is some mm -mm. family owned backwoods stay here possibly long-term situations <laughs> and i booked our room and i'm gonna call out names because i don't know if i'm gonna do a yelp review because oh, they dear. have my card information <laughs> but we stayed at the grand what is it grand wood suites or grand something grand suites or something like that so i booked that room and paid for half of it in the middle of march because we're like, like an inn 
Or like a bed and breakfast? It was it, a hotel? It was a hotel. Okay. It was a hotel. And um, they had great reviews. Like their reviews were like a 4.0 to like a 4.3. This is an element situation. I can already feel it. Oh my God. Yeah. And so I booked and usually when you book something like that so far in advance, I mean, I guess anything they're usually just going to request half of it up front yeah so i think the total came out to like 420 or 450 so i paid like a little over like 200 dollars. So okay cool that's out of the right. way and so i did that back in the middle of march and um i was like okay awesome like we have a couple months so i was on vacation last week and i'm like told evan i'm like i haven't heard anything from this hotel like it's been what is that? March, April, May. Like that's three months. Wow. And so I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, okay, we're supposed to be there in like three days. So I reached out to them. I emailed them. I forwarded the, the original confirmation that I had gotten. And I'm like, hi, like I'm Nicole Weaver. Like my husband and I are supposed to be there this weekend. Um, I haven't, you know, and I wasn't rude or anything like that. I'm like, I haven't received anything since um you booked it since i booked it and so um they got back to me and i said oh you know mrs weaver we're looking forward to see you blah, blah blah and i'm like okay great got it awesome an hour later and mind you like even if you're taking just a weekend trip somewhere like there's still like some money and prep that goes into yeah that, you know what i mean like i needed i needed to get oil changed like i had to get like some toiletries and stuff mm -hmm. like that so i'm like running around and just like getting a couple things that day and i look at my account and they debited the rest of the money so like, they gave it back to you no 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 no. they took the other, oh, they half, took the other out, half which i'm like you're not even there yet we're not even there yet yeah. usually you pay that when you Leave. get there and we had yeah. cash we were going to pay in cash so you just debited my account over 200 without your permission without my permission without anything saying that so I give them a call and once again I am not a rude person mm -hmm. and I'm like hi I had just emailed this morning I haven't got any other confirmation or anything from that since the initial one in March and then I had seen that you debited my account for the rest of the amount today which is fine but I still haven't received <clears throat> another email notification or why this happened I, I still didn't get anything wow. saying like hey and she, and she had the audacity to to be like um oh, well, they were just taking the rest of the money. That's just how it works. And I said, I'm not angry that the money was taken, but I'm a little concerned that I received no notification that you were going to take out the rest, you know, the rest of the amount. I just talk to you right. guys so it didn't just magically happen Happened, right you took it upon yourself to take the rest of the money right which is fine she goes well do you want me to send you like another like receipt confirmation yes yeah. please so that was all said and done i'm like what the fuck ever it's paid for it's fine like okay cool because we were gonna pay the rest in cash right that's what we've done in any place that we've ever stayed in because they give you that option right so like okay so we leave on Friday, we're driving down there, and I get a call from them, and she's like, hi, this is so-and-so, um, I just kind of like want to know what time you guys were going to be here, because um, I'm the only one working right now, and I have to like run out, and I'm like, oh, totally fine. And she goes, okay, well, I'm going to put the key, there is a lockbox by each room, um, here's the little code or whatever, and you'll be all set. I'm like, cool. We get there an hour and a half later. It's 90 fucking degrees. 
And this setup is very different, which I didn't see, which I don't know if would have made a difference, but like, I don't know how <clears> to explain <throat> the setup of this place. Like, it was kind of like the rooms on each side, like the, the three floors of rooms were the only part that was enclosed. Like the middle part connecting the building as a whole was like an open concept oh weird yeah and so i walked up and i'm like what the fuck and so it's not that it wasn't nice but it also was like mm, okay this is kind of weird like there's bird shit everywhere and i'm not a fan of birds <laughs> i'm not a fucking fan of birds <clears throat> so it's 90 fucking degrees we've been in the car for three and a half hours and we go up and we put in the little code and there's no fucking keys in there fuck off and i'm like oh my god and evan saw it on my face he's like it's fine it's fine so we go down to the little area nobody's there and i'm like okay well she clearly said that she wasn't going to be here right so we go back up we make sure that there for real is no keys in there there's not so then i call her and i'm like hi this is nicole weaver we just talked almost two hours ago there's no keys in here she goes oh there's not no so she's like okay i'm sorry i'm on my way back right now i'm like cool we wait another like 15 minutes it's hot as fuck and i go to turn the corner because i'm like dude where the fuck is this lady like you know she knew we were gonna be here i don't give a fuck where you are like this is terrible customer service so we go around the corner and she had just pulled up she gets out of some fucking trans am or something like that and um she's like i'm here i'm here and i'm like hi and evan could tell that i was irritated so we go into like the little welcome area and she's like okay i'm sorry here's your key here's everything with it and i and she said something like um something about like where the other key could have been <laughs> and i'm like so are you saying that there's a possibility that somebody has this key to our room like is this a she goes oh no, no no she goes i just could have misplaced it and i'm like but you fucking said it was supposed to be in the little fucking <laughs> lockbox so i'm like you know what i'm over it i'm tired i'm hot so we go in the room it it just looks like a converted one bedroom apartment mm, okay which is fine which is fine um I don't know evan and i walked in and we're like okay weird yeah this isn't okay whatever so we kind of relax for a little bit and we get dressed and we walk down and it is um it's like six o'clock and everything is fucking closed oh my god everything is closed what day did you arrive friday we were what there the on a friday night everything is closed there's like maybe one or two restaurants so we get back in the car and we're like well let's just drive down you know because we stayed in downtown nashville indiana right like the epitome of brown county right you know what i mean like everything is closed so um and the places that were open the town is set up so weird where like <coughs> you can't tell like what's open and what's not like there's different little pockets of other buildings mm -hmm. inside of like the area yeah. i don't know it's weird so we drive to this space and we're like oh i see a mexican restaurant that's open so we go in mexican restaurant was fine it you know it was good come back out it's like 7 30 and we're like 
guess we'll go back to the hotel. Like, there's, you know what I mean? There's nothing right. going on. So we get up the next day, and um, I just put my clothes in, and my stuff was kind of wrinkly. And the day before that, I had seen a pink ironing board, and I'm like, hmm, there's no iron. So I call the lady, and I'm like, hi. I'm like, um, just wondering, you know, and I'm not a rude person whatsoever. And I'm like, because I don't want to make any anybody's job harder. Right. I don't want anybody to be like this fucking bitch. You know what I mean? Right. But I'm like, hi. Like, I did notice that there's an ironing board in here, but I don't see an iron. And she goes, she goes, oh, like, did you check in this place and this place? I'm like, yeah, like, I'm sorry. Like, it's not here. And she goes, oh, somebody probably stole it. And I'm like. Okay. I literally was like, okay. And she goes, and I swear to God, there was like a five second pause. And she goes did you still want one? Uh, and I'm like, yes, yeah. please. <laughs> so then Abbott's giving me shit. He's like, Nicole can't make anything easy. And I'm like, for fuck off. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know what? I'm not fucking dealing with this place. I'm so fucking over this place already. Yeah. So then Evan's thing is like, we love to go like thrifting and antiquing together. Mm -hmm. That was like a huge draw for us to right. go down there. Cause the whole town. Cause the whole town. So he's like, dude, like, there's a place, like, called Antique Alley. I'm like, yeah. oh, number one, we're going. Like, that was our thing. <clears throat> and we go, and it's just, like, little overpriced boutiques. Yeah, it's all curated. It's all curated, like, Ray Dunn wannabe, mm -hmm. you know, sensey mm -hmm. bullshit. And we were walking around, and we were like, this is the most disappointing shit that I've ever seen. Mm. We were so over it. There was a couple of bookstores there. Um, um, there was a really cool plant shop. We didn't... I, honestly, we were so over it on Sunday. We had plans to stop at a couple of stores before we went mm -hmm. home. We didn't. We're like, we're getting the fuck out of here. So... Um, on top of the fact, it's like a four-hour fucking drive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it was 90 degrees, so, like, everybody was like, oh, the hiking is great, the hiking is great. Listen, me and Evan do love experiencing nature, but we're fucking fat, okay? <laughs> so, anything, mm. we have, like, we, we have hiking shoes, like, we have right. done all that before. We, we really enjoy that. But we're, both of us were like, fuck, no. Not in 90 degree weather, no. Um, it was just a very odd situation, and... It was so disappointing because all I've ever heard was how great, like, Nashville, Indiana, Brown County was. Mm. And um, it was a very disappointing experience. And then on the top of, for being such, and, and I understand <sighs> tourism and inflation, but one of the bookstores that we went into, which was one that I had looked up previously, and I was very much looking forward to it, it was beautiful. Like, I, I had posted it was, it was called The Naughty Dog. Beautiful store. You know, really great product. I mean, it's a bookstore. Great setup. It was very mm -hmm. nice. So fucking overpriced. I saw they were selling these really beautiful prints of, like, um like uh what am i trying to say like uh native plants and wildlife to indiana kentucky ohio and michigan okay and me and evan were like him and i were both born in ohio right we both live in indiana we want to live in michigan one day they were 40 dollars for a print for prints for what prints. size uh like eight by eleven fuck you 
So then I was very irritated because I, I think Evan could tell I was like, I mean, don't get me wrong. He, him and I still were able to spend a lot of time together, which was more than we usually get to right. spend. That has nothing to like do with it. But I really, really like those prints a lot. So Evan was like, I'm just gonna buy him and I'm like no the fuck you're not mm -hmm. and he's like you know we're doing like the thing that people do we're like quote unquote arguing up at the cash you know the cash register so I like take it from him and I'm like walking and looking at other books and the lady comes up to me and she goes I could take that from you and I'm like oh fuck off so then so then when we were talking about it she goes, oh, would you rather buy it online? And I was like, well, I was like, it's just hard for me to, like, justify spending $40 on, like, a print. <clears throat> and she goes, mm -hmm. they're more expensive on the line. I go online, they're $45. Wow. Thanks for the discount. Thank you. Jesus Christ. So, you know, because Evan and I are also just very thrifty people. Yeah. Like, <sighs> We had a great time because it really turned into us just being so miserable there that we were just laughing the right. entire time and just like making fun of shit. It was just shit. like a universal diss. It was just a universal diss. So then, so then on the way back, <laughs> like literally we both woke up on Sunday morning and we're like, pack your shit, we're mm -hmm. fucking out of here. And um, so then on the way back, we stopped at a Waffle House. I love, love waffle, waffle, waffle house i do too i do too fucking listen to me listen waffle to me house. listen to me waffle house gets such a bad rep and i don't fucking understand no. why i don't care i understand listen to me listen to me i have been to the nastiest grubbiest oh most horrible location you could probably ever yeah. fucking think of the best food hands it down never and service it. Honestly, oh, the service has always been great. Yeah. So we walk in there off of some fucking expressway <laughs> outside of Indianapolis and we're sitting there at, at the counter and like five tables down, we literally heard somebody say Brown County and both of us whipped our heads <laughs> towards each other and really... Did you tell them, don't go? Don't go. Don't go. And so, so yeah, we, we had... We had a great anniversary trip because it was just me and him together. Right. Not because of where we were. Right. So. But it would have yeah. been even better had it been what you envision it to be. Yeah. Yeah. If you are somebody who really likes. And I hate. And like, I think. Saying this is not a dig. If you are somebody who likes touristy stuff, you will love Brown County. It's you the, will love Nashville, Indiana. It's the type of area where. You go to say that you've been there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll never go back. We will never. There's nothing there. There's nothing. And I was telling TJ about this. Like, she hated every minute of it. He was like, why? My mom's always really wanted to go there. I was like, it's good for a day trip. Yeah. Um, good to walk around. There's there's not lots if, to see, but, like, it's different. If you want to shop. Right. And if you have, have money, money. Go. To sh to buy things that you can easily buy anywhere, mind you. Yes. Um, yes. But like, it's it's that's what it is. And I was like, um, what the fuck did I tell him? It's kind of like downtown Pigeon Forge. I've never been there. It's just very touristy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I, I've been there once, maybe twice. And the second time I was there, I was like, why am I here? Yeah. It's all the same shit. It's all the same. I think it was like a year and a half later. Yeah. It's all the same shit. Nothing yeah. has changed. 
They're yeah. all overpriced. Well, and the first night that we had got there next to the mess the Mexican restaurant was a winery that was still open. So we had stopped in there and we were talking to the people for a few minutes. I had done like a $5 wine tasting or something. And, um, you know, we were like, yeah, like we'd never been here before. And the guy had said like, yeah, we get a lot of like bachelorette parties. And so as the weekend went on, what the fuck are you going to do with the bachelorette party doing? There? And I, I saw a couple of them. I'm like, everything closes. It's six o'clock. Right. And there's nothing around the there's town. Nothing, like you, you like would the town to is leave. the attraction. Yes, you would have to leave. You would have to go at least forty minutes either way, yeah. like any way yeah. to be anywhere. So I don't know if it's like because people rent cabins and they just come to the oh, town that's for a day, why. which would make sense. But if you are like wanting to get out for your bachelor party, Nashville, Indiana is no. not the fucking place for you to go. No. So it's nothing like Nashville, Tennessee. It's no. not the same. There is no synonymous at all. Nothing. At all. Um, yeah, like the food wasn't even that good. We did go to one place. It was called Our Sandwiches. I posted a picture of it on Snapchat. It was in like a little basement and it was just like a good old fashioned like Indiana little diner. It was mm -hmm. just like a a husband and wife and the whole place was decked out in IU stuff like literally yeah. not an inch on the walls it was it was cool so what we do we got tenderloin it was fucking delicious was it it was delicious and Evan <clears throat> was like Evan's mind was blown because I, here's something that I don't think that people really realize I am a native northwest Indiana right northwest Indiana is a complete Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde from the rest of Indiana. Correct. Until I moved outside of Northwest Indiana, a little bit more south by Lafayette, I had never known what a tenderloin was. Oh, really? I never knew what sugar pie was. I don't know what that is. Well, they say it's like Indiana's pie, which I don't think I've still had it. Never in my life have I heard of it's that. It's sugar cream pie. So like a custard I don't pie? think it's a custard. I think it's like, I don't know. We'll have to look it up. Okay. But I had never heard of, I had never had a tenderloin. I like, um, <clears throat> what's another one that was really big? Like chicken and noodles. I mean, I had, I, I'd had like chicken and dumplings, but right. it was something very different. Right. And so when I was telling <clears throat> Evan, like, yeah, I didn't know. What like it, a country fried steak or something. Some, or, yeah. yeah. Like. I was like, yeah, I didn't know what a tenderloin was until like 10 years ago. And he's like, are you kidding me? Well, he's from... He's from Decatur, Indiana. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think that's something that people also get confused. Yeah. But, uh, no, Brown County suck. Don't go. <laughs> uh, don't go. Don't waste your money. Um, cause then, well then, cause then, I mean, granted we spent the time together, but then we were irritated cause we we're like, we just, you know, over the past three months or whatever just spent $800 on this weekend Jesus. so we fucking hated it right you know what I mean granted we hang on a second pause sorry we had to pause for that horrific fucking train yeah rude like don't they know that we're busy <clears throat> don't they know that we're doing stuff um yeah so and then we were talking about what, what we want to do next year for our four year and he really wants to go <clears throat> to Maine or Massachusetts. To where? Maine or Massachusetts. I don't. Why are you looking at me? Like I've that? never heard of that in my whole life. Where's that at? Maine or Massachusetts? Oh, I think it's Maine or Massachusetts. Oh. 
Pronunciate. Enunciate? <laughs> Pronounce. Enunciate. Thanks. Manor. I'm like, Manor? Like. Is that a place in Massachusetts? <sighs> no. I don't fucking I've never fucking heard of it. Manor, Massachusetts. Huh? His his biggest destination is Salem. He's never been there? No. Oh. You've but been there, right? I've I've been, but he wants to go in October. I said I will not go to Salem in October. You can go to Salem in October and it not be horrible. I I go seen to Salem. How much it's blown up over the past few years. I will not go to Salem in October. You go to Salem in October during the week, the first two, maybe three weeks of October. Kids are in school. Nobody's really there. You yeah. have a little bit of a crowd, but nothing horrendous. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. Well, then I also told him that, like, an anniversary trip will only take place around our anniversary. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. But October is not our anniversary. But it's because he wanted to go for Halloween. And I'm like, I'm not going to Salem, Massachusetts for Halloween. Like, close to a million people are yeah, there for Halloween. not doing that. And first of all... And I'm pretty sure that's where I got are, COVID, to be honest. You are the most unsociable, <laughs> social yeah. anxiety motherfucker I've ever met in my fucking life. You will ruin my life if you make me do that. Right. You will ruin me because I will right. have to deal with you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, Salem in October is doable. Um, he just really wants to go um, to the <clears throat> East Coast. Yeah. I think he wants to go to the Occult Museum. Where's that at? In Connecticut. Oh, really? That's I didn't where know that. The, um, what did the fucker, the Warrens what the warren oh yeah 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 that's that's theirs oh, that would be super cool um i probably wouldn't go in i could see that yeah and that's not even just like it's just not your forte that's just not my forte to be like i'm gonna go put myself in a situation that could possibly you know what i mean yeah. like make me not feel a hundred percent later on right for no. whatever reason for right. whatever reason that makes sense i can see that the same reason why i don't <clears throat> go to fucking haunted houses why would i pay to be scared do you general one yeah no thanks do you like roller coasters i do like roller coasters but that i know what to truly expect from a roller coaster how do you not know what to expect from a haunted house because they are purposely hiding in the shadows to scare you unexpectedly but that's what you can expect no i love roller coasters i will pay to go on one of those and will not go into a haunted house okay yeah so that's the plan <laughs> but we made it three years and that's what's important that's what's important. and actually i feel like the uh entire situation the entire event really i feel like it, it encapsulates the three years you know what i mean <laughs> like last year nicole and evan might not have made it through that weekend oh my fucking god um definitely not two years ago nicole and yeah. evan made it make it through that weekend no no yeah um yeah and you guys made it through laughing <sighs> Yeah, marriage is not easy. <laughs> marriage isn't easy. Um, but for right now, <laughs> he is the only person that I want to get the ick from. <laughs> yeah. That checks out. That, I feel like that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's also been some other exciting things going on. We have been doing some other stuff behind the scenes. 
um, which we're excited to share and we're excited to see what comes out of it. We, we've actually, we've talked about them before, but we've made some really good friends. We've made some biffles. Unex yeah, unexpectedly. Yeah. Truthfully. I mean, literally out of blue. Uh, very much so. Yeah. Um, Tasty 219. We've talked about uh, Greg and Larry before. Um, do you want to talk about that love story? I thought we have. Well, yeah, but just to re recap, refresh. a quick recap. Um, I had followed Tasty Two and Nine, and um, I think I can't remember what else are they affiliated with. Like, what's their? There's another. It's like Tasty Two and Nine, and then like um, oh, like Two One Nine Region or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, Let me see. <clears throat> Go on their Instagram. I had followed them for a while because I was seeing a lot of food reviews and um just all around the region and stuff and i thought it was really cool um and so when nicole and i had started our podcast i made sure that one of i wanted to make sure that one of the the local podcasts that we followed was tasty 219 yeah um and a couple months go by when did they first reach out oh man that must have been this it was this year, right? <sighs> Early or was this it the year. end of last year? No, 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 no. It was this year. Maybe February. Yeah. Late January, uh, early February. Yeah. Greg had re reached out to me, or yeah. to actually, he emailed our. He was our only email oh, right he in. Emailed us. Um, yeah. And uh, at we first were we were like, like this, this is a scam. This is a scam. This is a bot. This is a bot. Somebody <laughs> like somebody is is trying to hack us. Like don't email. Like don't respond. Um, cause I didn't know their names and, uh, yeah. And then it just went from there. Um, it was a very robust and, um, expressive email of just yeah. how much he loved our podcast and how funny we were. And I think it was like a week long, just yeah. back and forth yeah. email between all three of us and Nicole and I would, would sign off like, from Nicole, from Kayla, well, because, because we're emailing from the same place. They're a two-person duo also, right. which is really fun. <clears throat> so, um, and it was just, I, I do, I remember, like, sp talking with you, and you're like, is this, is this real? <laughs> and then it was like, do they, does he love us? He loves us. Does he, he love us? Does he love us? <laughs> he loves us. Um, they love us. Uh, <laughs> and we love them. And, yeah, no, um, totally. Yeah, it's been, uh, we, we met for, met for coffee a couple weeks later, mm -hmm. um, at Fluid, um, and it was just, and then it, it was just, we just clicked right away. Right. And then it was always trying to be on the books to collab together for one of their podcasts. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Kayla and I just kind of fell off for a little bit and, um, just but a, it was always yeah. in the background. And so finally just a couple of weeks ago we met them for dinner um and did their process yeah. of reviewing a, a local restaurant yeah. and it was very cool to see how they did it um not what i expected that they how they would like conduct yeah. the things but they um, had paper hell yeah they were prepared there was man like, well, no, Greg wasn't prepared. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Nobody else was prepared but Greg. Um, Which I give him respect for, I really do. Uh, very thorough, um, which those those sheets came in handy later because nobody remembered anything. Yeah. 
um, which is the whole premise. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's it was a lot fun. of fun. It was a lot of it fun. It was a lot of fun. And so I think we're probably going to be like their longest fucking episode. They said that they had done a longer one, but they were on site. Oh yeah, that's so right. So I think we're the second, <laughs> the second to the actual longest. But um, <coughs> we definitely project to do more stuff with them in the future. Um, we just, we just, all four of us just vibe very well, yeah. get along very well, and um, it's just a really good dynamic. They're so nice. They're so They're sweet. So nice. So. We definitely stand them for life, uh, Tasty 219, for yeah. sure. Um, so go follow them if you haven't already. Um, and they give, they're, they're such a good duo because they're so different in so many ways yeah. that, like, the stuff that they actually review and talk about, you're going to get to a conclusion about if yeah. something is Absolutely. worth it or not. Yeah. Um, we went to Pizza Terra, Terra yeah. Pizza. Uh, yeah, so that, th that was fun. I don't even know when that episode is coming out. Did I, they say? I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, stay on the lookout for, um, literally no clue. Uh, Tasty 219. Tasty 219. And then in the future, I'm sure we'll have some vice versa. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very fun. Those are the only two people that I would allow in our safety nook. Oh, 100%. Literally. Literally. The only two. Yeah. Also easily trust them with my drink at a bar oh yeah <laughs> easily yeah. easily yeah. so let's get to some meat we've been doing a lot of catching up um i want to talk about uh something for reals oh god i don't know if you have watched it but i watched shiny happy people i have seen a lot of tiktoks on it i am on what what's that religion mennonite um i don't know what fucking religion it is um i don't know i don't even it's a still... cult genuinely so i don't know what cult that is i don't know what it's called uh but i'm on that tiktok side they are the <clears throat> I, what is it iblp yeah whatever that is what Damn it! I should have taken um, notes. but i am on that tiktok sorry greg um no, i have notes. <laughs> <laughs> um Shiny, yeah we're people yeah religion. i don't i am i'm on that side and i've seen a lot of uh bits and pieces of it it's iblp and it's a christian organ organization that has been described as cult-like what is in which millions and people of millions of people are part of millions um, it's non-denomination. I can't fucking stand when churches say non-denominational. Institute in basic life principles. So, so, so their quote non-denomination is saying we're Christian-like in the sense of right, what? Right. Um, I've, I've actually been on um, a couple <clears throat> of different things like that recently. I watched all of that one and I watched all if not almost all sorry kayla's doing some moving around my ass hurts. Um, oh my God. there is another documentary on hulu about hillsong church if that you've ever yeah, if you've ever been in the church world you know hillsong whether you know the songs or you know the church that it came from um so i watched that recently too i watched actually god then i watched i couldn't get through the the jared fogel one that's on hulu also no that one's on 
HBO, the subway guy, Jared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy fuck. But let's stick to the, let's stick to, to shiny, happy people. Okay, so you haven't well, watched any of it. No, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I know just from the get-go, you're going to have, I know that you coming from the church and church background, um, I'm sure you have a lot to say. <laughs> Um, well, that wasn't in terms my of like, denomination. Right. And in terms um, of, like, being able to relate certain aspects of what you have gone through. Um, I, sh- I should have told you to watch it. I should have yeah, told you Yeah, that would have been it. great. <laughs> would have been real good. Um, I mean, I think you still should. It's... I'll, I'll watch what's on TikTok. Which everybody already has been. Right. It's not... It, if you've been watching the the TikToks, you haven't you're not missing much. Right. Um, I think that anybody who knew the Duggars, who ever watched the Duggars, um, and I was so surprised. That only started in, like, 2009. I was like, that didn't start in, like, no 1994. Like, <laughs> I was thinking, like, 03. I just the same thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I had a lot of feelings with that. Also, based off of, yeah, my own personal stuff, but it just... There is some stuff when it comes to that. How do, how do I want to say this? Like, what are your first initial... You fucking hypocrites. Yeah. Um, now, here's something, too. Jill and her husband, Derek, yeah. are on that. Now, I 100% give her credit and power for stepping out and speaking about this stuff, which she has actually done for a few years now. A long time. A, a long, long time. time. I think as soon as, like, as soon as she got engaged. Yes. Or met him. Yes. I remember the, I remember tabloids, like, oh, she's stepping away from the family. Right. Or. Oh my God, they're wearing jeans. jeans. Yeah. Like, good fucking Lord. Um, so, and it wasn't <laughs> necessarily the part, the part of the documentary about the Duggars, that started of like hitting me in certain ways that when they actually started talking about the 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 denomination and Bill Gothard who the is like the founding founder. father of this shit. And so you know, it's all very similar across the board. But here's something that I have to keep keep in my mind too, which when it comes to Jill and her husband talking out about stuff, I give them 100% credit for that. Like, that is very difficult. You clearly came out of a religious situation, but in the back of my mind, I still have to keep in my head that both of them are still extremely religious people. Right. So, I would be curious to know, because Evan and I even talked about on our podcast we are still Christ-believing people, but we are not church people. Like, we left we left the church. Mm-hmm. Um, we are very different people now. You know, we still have our own personal beliefs on things, which is fine, but we completely walked away from all of that. Right. I would be curious... Where they sit. Like, what they consider themselves now. And that maybe is like... a kind of a redundant question to people who who have removed themselves from a cult but I'm curious because in my situation in the Pentecostal world it's all very similar so have mm-hmm. you removed yourself from something to take place 
in like a similar but more quote-unquote progressive situation but you're still kind of pulling the same shit right. you just get to wear jeans yeah so like that's kind of like where my head sits from them and it was a very it was a very frustrating documentary um i should have told you to watch it for sure but i i, I would think that maybe you should watch it to get your kind of take on certain things as like a like a never practicing like an atheist no, no you're you're not atheist i'm not atheist agnostic no. i guess yeah yeah like in terms of christianity right um but i would be curious like what your certain thoughts are it was it was very sick because i was somebody who did watch that show for many years and i like not like the newer stuff where they all started getting married and shit but a lot of that stuff i remember watching mm. and they brought up a lot of really good points about like the discovery network which it's owned by and tlc and how this conservative american lifestyle was really pushed for such a long time and how that's why they probably rose to so much fame was because that's what a lot of people you know back then i don't necessarily see it as much now unless you're very extreme in that sense that people are very like lured into well not only that but i mean I I haven't seen it completely, but I've seen some bits and pieces of the the founder, the doing a quote unquote sermon, right? Of you know these are these are the beliefs, these are the rules, and you know I've seen it. I don't know if it's sir if it's other people that have escaped that were also oh, on yeah. it. Mm -hmm. um, like four other people and a couple, like a married couple, um, and they were going more into depth about about those rules and about those laws within the cult or religion um and really truly it doesn't surprise me because that's what bigotry and racist america is about right it's about controlling other people right so of course their ratings went up to, right. with a very specific demographic right. there's there's a reason for it because that's what the roots of america is built on yeah and it it was just so odd for me to like watch this especially when it talked about the duggar specifically in the show because i'm like man and it just showed change in myself over the past decade and a fucking half of like man like i was this was appealing to me for like like the show was show appealing us, right. to me for whatever reason right and just to go back, um, I recently also saw a TikTok of AOC standing in um, the Senate and making a, the, probably one of the best speeches I've seen her give thus far in her career of explaining that the Bible and scripture has been used in support of yeah. bigotry and racism oh, yeah. and it's systemic abuse. People since the beginning of time yeah so of course this is going to be one of those things where right religions are going to in their belief system as corrupt and horrible as it is is gonna be connected to other yeah. things 
it it blows my mind. You know, and we just came off doing our episode talking about our upbringings and our moms. There's a scene in there, and I don't know if you've seen it on TikTok, but it was it wasn't one of the Duggars speaking at one of these IBLP conferences. Did you ever see the thing? And I remember them talking about this on the show called blanket training. No. Where it like starting at like six months, they'll put a kid on a blanket and they'll put like a toy like just out of reach and they will discipline them every time they try to reach for that toy. Discipline or abuse? Well, you're kind of, you're automatically straddling the fence as soon as you think that that's the best way to do something. But there is a scene, and this and this is what the fucking Duggars did. So, like, all these parents yeah. watching this show 15 years ago and like, oh, those kids are so well-behaved. Yeah, it's because they were beat into submission. Correct. Literally. Literally. Yeah. So, there's a scene of this lady talking at this conference, and she's, like, straight up, like... I would do blanket training with one of my boys and he just, he would test me at everything. And she goes, there were days where I, I think she even used the word, I don't, I don't want to say she used the word beat, but it was a very suggestive word used for physical, um, physical discipline. And then she said, he, at 14 months old, he would just test me like no 14 fucking months old. So she would sit a 14 month old on a blanket and beat him all day long until he stopped trying to move from the blanket. That makes me physically ill. Physically sick. And it is like I think that that was something very difficult that I took, like, personally, I don't think I'll ever forget <laughs> hearing that from that documentary and how the parents and the families who are still in that can sit back and act like that's okay. It's not that they act like it's okay. They believe that it's well, okay. Right, right. They've, so, they've also been indoctrinated and trained and right. brainwashed. Right. Yeah. Um, it just, just totally... It took one, it took one person to agree with that founder. Yeah. That's all. And here's the funny thing. And they talked about this in, like, the fourth episode, which I'm like, What? The fucking founder, this Bill Gothard guy, never married, no kids. <laughs> Who the fuck are you to sit there and tell parents and husbands and wives how to live their lives? So, but like, f for me personally, a lot of it was just very... Because of my experience, I, I maybe reacted in a different way, especially when they talked about like the marriage and courting and mm -hmm. stuff like that you know evan and i've talked about that you know we kind of talked about that a little bit on the podcast too of like being in the church world at that time like if you are of age and you are single it is a heavy blanket of expectation and assumption that 
not that you're dating, that you are looking for a husband or a wife. Right. There is no dating in the church. None. It is, you are, the, the, the phrasing, and it makes me sick just saying it, is uh, dating for a purpose. Mm. So, and I, listen, I did a lot of dating, <laughs> but it was always this other, like, little form of letdown when something wouldn't work out. Right. Because you're like, oh, the, <clears throat> oh my God. I remember one time, and it's so deep-seated, this idea of marriage the shit that I saw people do and say, being convinced that somebody was their husband or wife, there was one situation, and both of these individuals are married to two separate people now. There was one situation where a lady in her mm, probably mid-30s, recently divorced, um, with three <laughs> kids, there was a young man... I think him and I worked in youth group together. And if I was like 26 at the time, 27, he was, God, maybe 19 or 20. And she was convinced that this young boy, I'm going to say, I don't care if you are of legal age or not. This, like, it's a fucking child in my eyes still was her husband. She told me one time, I've had dreams that he is my husband. This fucking middle-aged woman with three kids, you are convinced that this 19, 20-year-old kid is your fucking husband? The amount of times I would see shit like that go down. The amount of times. Well, when you're raised in an environment where you're essentially being... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, arranged marriage from twelve years from the from the time that you're twelve years old. I mean, if you can procreate, you can get married. Yeah, I'm sure there are people within the same religion that have voted for and again or against the removal of minor marriage. (laughs) Let's be honest here. So if you're leading weird. a group of people and saying that one of the foundations of your belief and of your religion is to sit there and say, you can procreate, you can marry, procreation, you can you can create life at the at, as young as ten, yeah, sometimes eight years old, yeah. What does that lead to? Yeah, I mean, if you have your period, if you're dropping an egg, exactly. What does it truly lead to? Right. That's leading to, yeah, a fucking warped way of thinking about children and their spot in this world in your eyes. And, and their purpose and yeah. their worth. Yeah. And what they're, what they're, what they're truly, quote unquote, here for. Right. Are they here for the general, for, for the human experience in general or are they here to do your bidding? Yeah. And whatever that bidding you say goes. Yeah. Whatever that may be. And your fucking warped ass yeah. head. Yeah, it, it's very intense. So I can confidently say I will never watch that simply because I was never into that. Yeah. I remember 
I swear to God, it was 2003. Um, Dude, I, I know. I know. God. I was like, those motherfuckers came around in like 97. And watching, watching, who was that? Jim Bob and the wife. And I just, I, I'll never, I'll never forget, you know, it being on TLC and, you know, you're flipping through channels and it's like, oh, she's pregnant again and it's child number 42 and it just never sat right with me. Yeah. Yeah. There was a point, I mean, definitely, especially when the shit had came out about seven or eight years ago that the oldest son mm -hmm. josh had like molested his sisters plus a few other girls when they were all younger and the parents were like they were asleep the girls don't even remember right. it that i was like "Ooh, there's gonna be some more stuff that comes out about this and granted like he's in prison for how many years now life um and then the whole thing with his wife Anna Duggar when you look back like when they it's it's honestly sick this and this is where I teeter on like empathy and you stupid bitch there is no empathy there because this yeah, now this is I'll tell you why that I straddle that fence sometimes when you watch this documentary and you start to get to how deep-seated this cult-like atmosphere is because i'm going to call it what it is it's a fucking cult mm -hmm. when, when you get to the root of that and you take a look at somebody like anna duggar who just like the you know the fucking duggars i mean she married into the family it was the whole same setup it was the whole right. lifestyle from the day she was born she has been taught and beat into submission that this is her life and the day she married josh duggar that was her life yeah she knows nothing else sure she has never had a job now different from the duggar girls who some of them have gone their own way they were working they were signing contracts so like there was already some independence some you know granted they talk about this in the documentary too whether they were getting paid for it or not is very different but there was certain differences in terms of probably like where mindsets could have <laughs> shifted for the duggar girls right. compared to other women in certain you know similar situations but this woman has never known anything else besides this lifestyle so then and granted there were a lot of people like she gets one book deal she's set for fucking life if she walks away from these people mm. she has like five kids she knows and i th if i'm not mistaken i think she lives in that big house with them probably so she's not just inundated from this from previous to the day that she was born she's now segregated from the rest of the world she's probably terrified she's probably terrified because you know what the church does when somebody like when something like this happens and you know let's let's not take away from he had some of the worst child pornography on his computer that these cops had ever seen and they said that in fucking court they do we're just going through trials and we're just being persecuted mm. right now no this is the devil at work no you raised a fucking Monster. pedophile you raised 
evil incarnate, but you're going through trials and tribulation. Right. It's just a test on the family. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where my where I straddle the line of empathy to you stupid bitch with somebody specifically like her because I can see where oh shut up Siri I can see where she has been failed day fucking one sure now in comparison I actually have knowledge of somebody who kind of I don't want to say a similar situation. Kind of similar situation. It's like it's like a friend of a friend of a friend. Um who whose spouse is a very sick individual. Mm. And the excuse that that um that she has made for many years is like Christ and marriage. Okay. See <clears throat> here's my thing, and I guess maybe I just my brain can't wrap it around itself. Well, yeah, because people maybe like me, can't comprehend exactly. Maybe I just truly can't comprehend um, because my brain isn't wired that way. I don't understand. No, like, I, I, you, they, you know, there's a saying that you know you can't fight with a stupid person. You can't fight with. You can't use logic against somebody that's uneducated. Like, like you can't. You'll it has. That person has to be willing and open and yeah. and wanting that information and yeah. r- truly on the receiving end of that information in order to change, in order to know, in right. order to learn, or in order to grow. And there's, I just you can you can look somebody in the eye and say so and so that you know that you've raised that you love that you've been with has hurt abused sexually emotionally physically whatever it may be they're a horrible person they've done this well on the eyes of god honey yeah excuse the fuck out of me and i think that that's where that's that that then then here's the here's then here's my thing you are no better yeah you are no better you because not only are you excusing it, you're scapegoating it, you're denying it, you are no fucking better. You're yeah. enabling it, you're whatever you want the term to be, you are yeah. no fucking better. And if anything, maybe fucking worse. I think I've said this on the podcast before. In my 31 years of life, um, I have never met more evil people than I have met in the church and you know why yeah um so you then, know why they're all there you know oh, why because, it's all always been in the oh church because they use the bible you know that you know like the the good word the good word the good news and don't get me wrong i'm not taking away from the fact that i still have my own personal sure, beliefs that's I completely still, different um but the you shit can be that i have that. seen <clears throat> go on in a church is like sick like stuff that now three years out i have never come now in they call it in the world in the world i have never seen shit come close to the drama and the toxicity that i have seen in the four walls 
the corruption, the the selfishness. I mean, the the it it's it's grotesque in it's every disgusting. sense of in yeah. every sense of the word. And I will you will never ever find me agreeing with no no ever so and here's the thing so i bring up the other hillsong documentary also because here's the thing that people get confused about if you're not aware and i can say this now because i have seen both i have been in it people think of religious cults and they think of people like the duggars they think of the westboro baptist mm -hmm. they think of the people with you know the hair and the bangs they look like amish people and the dresses and um and they're like oh that's a religious cult you know what's also a religious cult because i've fucking seen it and this goes along with the hillsong documentary you think that you are in something progressive because you see a pastor on stage a huge stage with lights in a good sound system, in a fog machine, he's wearing Converse in skinny jeans, in a long, um, like cross necklace, and he has you know thick rim glasses on, and he has a leather jacket on, and his wife is cool, and she has good makeup on, and she has a good blowout, and she is wearing Converse also, mm -hmm. and they have you know piercings, and they have. And they have tattoos and they might say the word piss sometimes mm -hmm. or damn. Oh, man. It was like it's new age religion. It it was like church on Sunday on a Wednesday when I would hear a mm -hmm. Christian say piss. I'm like, oh, my God, you're one of my people. When I walk out of there and I'm like, dude, fuck this place. <laughs> they are both the same. Yeah. And I'm I'm not trying to label every church in the world that's not what i'm trying to do i will i'll do it you're all a cult <laughs> everything religion in general is a cult me being spiritual that is being a part of the big cult it all is you think any group activity is a cult sure it can be i think the premise of it and the idea behind it is the cult factor yeah the control, the manipulation, the the belief of one yeah. thing is being better than the other. Yes. That is yeah. all encompassing of cultism. Yeah. It, it, and it, yeah, it's it's so odd. So people look at something, you know, like the Duggars and they're like, oh, I could have just looked at them and, and knew known. that they were in stuff. No, no you because really I've wouldn't. also been in situations where we were in like a fucking concert arena mm -hmm. and they're in like christian rap is going and you know people are like dressed like quote-unquote normal people but the message is always the same right and so yeah it was very interesting to me and i think that that's what a lot of people need to take away from this stuff if you ever have thought that you would like to reach god in your own way that would be the first thing that i would pray for is that you keep yourself protected. And don't... I personally wouldn't reach out to public, like, 
organizations or public churches, I would do the research on my own. Oh, 100%. Does that make sense? Yeah. I would not walk into any willy-nilly fucking church on any goddamn day of the week. Granted, I'd probably burn via the fucking front doorstep. Um, You wouldn't, but okay. (laughs) um, I'd feel something. uh, Probably in my anus. And... (laughs) I would never do that because they all have the same... The same goal is to convert you to that church. Yeah. Yeah. I... So whatever feelings you have towards religion, towards God, towards whatever it may be, spirituality, occultism, whatever, do your own due diligence and do your own research and figure out why you have those thoughts. What are other people thinking? What, What has... What are, you know, go on fucking do a deep dive of Reddit. There are so many subreddits of that information on those things. You're not the only person thinking that. And there's a reason. Well, that's how on the Duggar documentary, some of the, some of the, like, other survivors who were talking and found out about stuff is because they found these, like, online forums Mm -hmm. from other victims and survivors. Oh, I believe that. I am 100% believe that. Yeah. The, you, we both know this and we've both said this. Strict parents don't always raise children who obey. They raise sneaky kids. Yeah. And eventually there's, it takes one person. Mm -hmm. It takes exactly one, it took one person to agree with that guy. Yep. And say, I want my wife to be just like that. Yep. And I want all 18 children that I have to be just like that. And little does he know... Behind closed doors, the abuse that it takes to be that, to be that. But at that point, you think that that's what you should be doing. And not only that, you could also he that person could also be like, that is right. Yeah. And I do agree with that. Right. Yeah. Right. It takes one fucked up head. Mm -hmm. And it also takes one sensible question. Yeah. To question it. That one ounce of hesitation. Yeah. That's all it takes on either end of the spectrum. Religious trauma is very real. And so when I was watching this and hearing Jill and her husband talk about certain things, hearing the other survivors talk about certain things, my heart really breaks for those people because I was a little bit different. Well, I grew up in the church with my grandparents and then in my early, like, early like young adulthood until I went back to church in my mid-20s my mom who (laughs) I don't think has probably stepped into a church in years I could be totally wrong I haven't talked to her would make like these comments about like the end of times and shit and then I would get all nervous and I'm like you're literally in a lesbian relationship right now so okay whatever (laughs) but um but it was always it was still always inundated into me what was right and what is wrong And when I decided with my husband to walk away, there is a real period of literally not knowing who the fuck you are, what you believe in, what it's okay to believe Mm -hmm. in. And because you're when when you walk away from the church, no matter which one you walk away from, and they talked about this in both of them. They talked about that in the Hillsong one, which is a mega, mega, mega um, universal mm-hmm. 
church system and you know the Duggar IBLP one two you are you you haven't just walked away from the you know like religion aspect you've walked away from the community that you have known for sometimes your entire life right and it it's it's a mind fuck it's a mind fuck and so and i know that people go through this every single day you know what mm-hmm. i mean and i know that people sit in the pews or you sit in Bible study, or, you know, you're listening to sermons. And if you were anything like me, you're sitting there more than not thinking to yourself, I don't know if I agree with that. There's always, there's always that inkling, right? There's always that, I'm not going to call it a pit in the stomach, but there There's that inkling, that intuition, that something isn't sitting right, and I naturally don't agree with this. Yeah. And if you do not explore that, you will never know. Right. Yeah, I think I've talked about this before. I remember sitting in many services, whether it was actual services or Bible studies, and just getting this pit in my stomach of like... uh, And now... Some people would say that that was the Holy Spirit telling me something. Some people would say that that was my instincts. I think it was a little bit of mixture of both because I have my beliefs still. And I sometimes see that as one and the same personally. But there were times that I was just like, I feel icky sitting here. And I feel like this is not something that should be entering my ears and into my body Right. right now. Yeah. And, um, and it's so funny because for such a community, (laughs) when people leave the church, um, for such a community you have when you walk in the doors, if you walk out those doors, they will not be following you. You're dead to them. You know how many people have blocked me on social media after me and Evan left the church? These people who were my quote unquote family. Right. And that's where... I really resonated with a lot of the victims and survivors in both of those documentaries was that it's not even this thought of like, I have to like rebuild like my mindset. It's like, no, I have to rebuild my entire life setup. Right. Yeah. The people that I interact with, uh, there's a good chance I will never speak to them again. The people that I saw and talked to on a daily basis, it's, it's, it. Yeah, and that's the definition of people leaving a cult. <laughs> no, it truly is, though. Like, I, I'm sitting here and I'm just thinking of how grateful I am that my parents didn't give a fuck about us enough to <laughs> in, indoctrinate us into religion. Yeah. They, they allowed us to go to church on Wednesdays, and that was a thing to do in a because, small home bar town, right? that was like, you know, that oh, was youth group, they got pizza. Right. Um, it was a free meal on Wednesday nights. My mom didn't have to cook. Nobody needed to worry about where we were. We were down the street and around the corner. You're with Christians. You're with the church. Um, it was, it was what it was, right? That was, 
right whatever so i sit here and i'm thankful that my parents did not force religion on us nor are they very religious people to begin with yeah um I, don't mean, I think I've said this before. My mom was raised Catholic. Uh, her parents are both Catholic. Um, my cousins have gone to Catholic school. Yeah. All of it. Uh, my dad, on the other hand, just born and raised honky tonk. So, yeah, my dad's same. Yeah. I mean, they 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 would have a cross in the house, and and you know. Um, a saying on the wall of you know Jesus loves you, and that's yeah. about it, right? Yeah no real like just the like just the general goodness right of christianity and um that was it was never really introduced into our household um and i'm grateful that both my sister and i are very smart women and intellectual and questioning and yeah. we're raised in an environment that forced us to question authority yeah. um, because of our childhoods where you, you know, there's a 50-50 shot in, in abusive households. You either become the abused child sort of that that does not question anything in life and you wait and you wait and you wait and you and you look for acceptance and you you ask you ask the questions and you and you wait to be told to do something and you do and you shut up and you just do it or um you become the heinous bitch and you question and you back talk and you don't fucking stand for it yeah those are really the 50 50 shots that you have in abusive household if you want to look at it in a generalized sense. We were the latter. <laughs> and I'm grateful that we were because I could never imagine surviving the the what you have survived in a in a church sense in in a community and faith-based environment. Um I'm glad that I was kicked out of youth group. Um for questioning, I literally will never forget this. Um, the pastor came in and he was reading scripture to our youth group. Um, I think it was like one of the last days um, of school. And um, we were preparing for, uh, what do they call that? The summer youth groups. Um, vacation Bible school. Yes, vacation Bible school. We were preparing for that. And I was in junior high, I think. And... Um, one of the other kids had left because they felt uncomfortable and i remember this pastor was just fucking berating um anybody different doesn't yeah. is not accepted and i literally sat there and i looked him in the eyes and i said pretty sure that goes against what god is teaching pretty sure that's not what jesus said so if you're you're sitting here telling me that anybody that's gay is sinning and going to hell um then why would jesus and god make gay people so and th that's kind of where i teeter on and they too. literally looked at me and said if if you believe that jesus and god made gay people or people different from us and that we are to love them then you don't belong here thank you you're right i don't <laughs> bless so here's my even personal confusion, okay? They say, you know, to receive, like, once you receive 
Jesus is your Lord and personal Savior, you're going to heaven. Listen, I stood up on that fucking stage a lot. Okay, I I should be going somewhere. Well, you're then you're going to heaven. I'm going somewhere. Um, but that's like the weirdness <clears throat> to me. Is like, do you guys like really think that? Like, do you hear that? Like, that, do you hear like, yourself? Like, it's obviously like you're obviously using the scripture. So let me for go your own murder. personal beliefs. Let me go murder it's an somebody God. and just be like, but I accept Jesus into my heart. Right. And I'm sorry. I'm still going to heaven. It's crazy to me. Yeah, it's... Um, so, yeah, I'm grateful I could never survive that. Um, I would probably set the whole building. It, it would be a huge, huge orchestrated, I'm going out of this world and you're all coming with me. Well, when I was in youth group, <clears throat> I don't remember... I don't remember those those very specific conversations happening. Not that they didn't. I just don't remember them. Yeah. Um, because I was a younger youth group, like yeah. 10, 11. Got and then it. we had moved, you know, it was just like, we always had a lot going on. And it, you know, I went with my grandparents. So like, it, I didn't live with them. You know what I mean? Well, sometimes, well, a lot of times during my childhood, we live with them. But, um, and like, it was never forced to go. Like, I just enjoyed being with my grandparents. You right. know what I mean? And so when me and Evan were, you know, Evan went to, uh, Lutheran school. And so his dad, I think is Catholic and his mom Presbyterian maybe. And they were like, oh, he can go to Lutheran school. Like we mm-hmm. wanted to know something. And so he had said something to me recently. He was like, I, I would like our kids to go to a Christian school. And I said, I would not. Right. Um, and I said, but I, I but I want to be like very specific on that. Like, I don't want them to go to a like Church of God or like a Pentecostal. Like, if you really feel that our kids like need to, you know, uh, like you want them to go to like a Lutheran school or something that's just a little bit more relaxed, <sighs> relaxed. Because I said. I, my own journey with faith and religion has been, like, difficult enough. Yeah. You know, I'm just now at 31 years old in a place of some sort of comfortability with myself and God. And, like, what my real thoughts on that are. I never want our children to sit in a room and feel uncomfortable with what they're being told based off of what somebody's reading and their interpretation of the Bible. Right. And he said, no, I totally understand that. So our kids are going to Lutheran school. <laughs> well, that's funny to me. I mean, I guess it's not funny. I guess I'm, I'm more questionable because, I mean, if you're, if you're allowing them to go to Lutheran school, you two don't go to church. You're essentially sending them to church every single I know. day. I know. So but that's he, just he had, me. And I don't necessarily disagree with him. Like, you know... I mean, what's the difference the between sending so them to, to public school and no, just right. having them and then you as their parents right. teaching them your morals right. and beliefs? The world is so crazy. And I think that anybody thinking about having children or who have children or who have small children, the thought of public school in general... It's just a very um, hovering thought yeah. of like, man, what the fuck do we want to do? Yeah. Um, people are moving to homeschooling so fucking fast. So fast. I mean, as you know, they should, genuinely. Church has been doing it, you know, religious sanctities have been doing it for years. You know, it's just becoming more mainstream now. Um, so that could, you know, if we have the ability to do that, uh, because it's just so more, 
so much more common now. Mm -hmm. But he has relatively, like, he went to Lutheran Elementary and then went into the public school system. He has, like, relatively, like, good memories. You know what I mean? And so, and I, um, (laughs) I went to Hammond schools. (laughs) Uh, not that I don't have good memories. I don't have great memories right. of public school. Right. So, you know, it's it's just a weird... Nobody has uh, no, fond memories. Of school in general. Of school in general. Right, right. It's a very odd dichotomy because we also don't go to church. So it's like, right. you know, him and I even said recently, we'll probably never ever step back into a church exactly. again. But that doesn't mean that we don't want to show our children one day what our hearts are and say hey this is what we think do with that as you will then do that in the home is what i would think well, yeah but you know i, know what I also, mean no of course it all happens in the home but right. there's a part of me that taking away all of the other stuff that is still like I truly believe in all of the goodness that I got from my sure, experience. Right. So that's where I kind of. I mean, you're not taking it away from 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 said children. But, you know but what I mean? There was, but there was so much that I did learn and really grew from outside of all the bad stuff. Right. That I'm like, if that could be a good thing for my kids one day, also. Yeah. You know, you know what yeah, I, mean? I do. I think my my just thought process was no. I agree. You know what I mean? I like, agree. <laughs> like if you're not in the church, don't force them to go to church. You know, introduce it in the home, and then when they're old enough to make that decision right. of oh hey, my friends right. are going to this church. But I also don't think. Do you want to? No, you're good. One? But I also don't think that that wouldn't be like a bad conversation either. Like mom and dad, like I learned about this, and we don't ever go to church. We'll we'll tell you why we don't go. Right. But you know the the possibility of you getting something that we believe is a, right. some sort of good foundation right. out of this yeah. means something to me. Right. No, I totally get that. You know, and could mean something. Whatever. I'm really not trying to tell you how to raise your kids. No, but I <laughs> like the questions because it makes me think about something deeper. Yeah. So, it's I get for it. the win. That's all I get. <laughs> heavy but like entertaining still you know what i mean yeah thought-provoking yeah absolutely um i regret no religious decisions that i've ever made in my whole life at this point me neither um i don't regret shit nothing nothing no i i I regret nothing no (laughs) and you know what's also funny is that i've never once ever like questioned the decisions that i've made in regards to my belief or lack yeah. thereof. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just... It is. Yeah. It exists. It's there. Well, and I also give you credit for that. Um, Why? Well, because that's very, like, confident. And I think that... It's, uh, like, what am I trying to say? Like... I give you credit because I I have envy towards that mindset. Um, because I went through a lot of confusion. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember. Um, thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Um, 
I uh, I will never forget. I went to church camp one summer. Oh, my fuck. mom! I never even went to church camp. Wow! They had rock climbing, um, and like zip lining, and um, I was five seven at sixteen, so uh, and weighed like two hundred pounds. <laughs> so even body, though they had those, body. yeah, exactly. And I wish I knew that when I was that age. Otherwise, I would have done all the fun things that the brochure had. I know, right. Um, but instead, I stayed fully clothed mm. in in jeans and long sleeve t shirts the entire summer. Um, oh. Anywho, um, girls, I shorts. will never forget coming, going to church camp, um, and having you know they they one of the um, the forced activities was. Um, a savior moment kind of thing right with the entire campground um completely pitch black in this arena area like it was like a gymnasium kind of size um they had candles all around on the floor you sat in silence you i don't remember all of it um i just remember being sad and missing my grandma and then uh they were like, oh, that's an epiphany moment. Um, oh, God. Everything is, yes. Is a sign. And then remember every- coming back. Jesus. And I had, um, uh, I had a twin bed till I was uh, 18, 19. So I came back home, unpacked. Uh, it was that night. I was laying in bed in my twin bed. And my headboard at the time was like one of those uh, uh, ones that had like cubbies in it and yeah. stuff. Oh, and yeah. had a light in the middle. Yeah. And I remember, I remember writing in there, um, Jesus question mark. <laughs> and, uh, God, are you there? Right. It's me, Margaret. <laughs> yeah. It was like one of those things. And then, um, and then I would like try to like, like gaslight myself into believing that I believed these yeah. things. Oh yeah. And, um, I remember, uh, <laughs> couple years later we were moving into my parents current home and we got rid of that headboard and my sister had seen it and she was like what the fuck is that i had a day man yeah it was one of those days i'll never fucking forget that jesus jesus are you there yeah hi yeah so yeah i just i don't i i've i i don't regret anything i i'm very comfortable in my well they won't they yeah you know, yeah. will I go there? Will I want not go there? We're just going to be floating in eternal space. That'd be dope. Right. I just, just chilling, relaxing. We're all there. If not, if there's nothing after this, also, you know, that's I, fucking rock and roll, babe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm comfortable in that. I'm comfortable in the, you know, if you're there, I appreciate you. If you're not, thanks universe. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm very comfortable in that. Well, I want to start to wrap this one up by just happy Pride Month. <laughs> yeah, truly, honestly, that's a great way to fucking yeah to segue into that because that's something that we've we've talked about here today. Um, and I know that there are a lot of people in the church, young, mid, old, who do struggle with their sexual identity and you know maybe something that they've tried to pray away um i do think god can help with a lot of things um Um, that's not one of them no 
No, no, no. That's not what I... You didn't even let me finish. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I'm just getting, finish, getting there. I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> but... That, I'm just... Yeah, that's not one of them, my, my friends. I, I have this thing where... If I can't fully let something go... And I'm... I consider myself somebody who's relatively good at just kind of, like, moving through something yeah. for the most part. Yeah, you are. Um, and just kind of just leaving it, mm-hmm. you know, revisit it for a few seconds here and there. You're really and good at, like, past. putting it on a shelf for later. Yeah, or, like, a very high shelf, and it's, and like, like, just And, like, it's just collecting dust. Yeah, And if it brings it up, if it comes up, it comes up. Right. Um... You know, so if you were, if you are or know or were, you know, anybody who ever went through that in the church setting and things were said to you or things were preached in your general vicinity um, that really made you question who you were or feel shameful or life in general or life in general, um, you know, for like... (laughs) you know like the reasonable shit like not cheating on your wife or Mm. you know drug issues or you know um i i i really apologize to you um because at a certain point whether i wanted to be or not because i always very much maintained my feelings on the lgbtq plus you know, community and my love for that. Lebedequa? Lebedequa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's the, it's the last book of the Bible. <laughs> it's kind of just sound like Levit- Leviticus. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, but when I was in that world, I had to move in a certain way. Yeah. And, um, so I apologize, which means nothing, but maybe it does. <laughs> I think it does. Yeah. Trust me, I never, like, I'm not, guys, I never rallied for, like, getting rid of, like, gay marriage. Like, I never did any of that shit, okay? Like, I'm just, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, But but you were in company with those that would I was, I was, I was guilt by association. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I think all people in general um, have to take accountability for. Th- yeah. those that does exist that is true it doesn't make you a bad horrible person but take accountability yeah. of it but i do also believe that if you stand by and watch a bully and don't act you are a bully also absolutely so um yeah you know i've talked about that before i had to do like a apology tour you know after i stepped away and um whatever but welcome to the dark side this isn't the dark side. This is just the real side. This is life side. Yeah, it's it's dark. It's yeah, the dark well, because it's dark in this room. It's, the nook is getting dark. So yeah. So um, we just don't ever end these very well. No, it never happens. Man, I'm reading. I've been reading some good ass fucking books. Though. Yeah, you have. You've been on a fucking on a tour. Yeah, yeah. What's like, your most recent one? Um, the most recent series I finished was the Practical Magic yeah, series. Yeah, I saw that one. Alice Hoffman liked my post and re-fucking-posted fuck it. Blue checkmark? Blue checkmark. Oh my fucking god. The fucking maker of Practical Magic. 
Yeah. Do you want to see? Yeah, I do. Real bad. <laughs> real, real bad. Um, so that was, that happened yesterday and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Um, I hope you save that forever. Look, there it is. Blue check mark. Yeah. She You didn't even follow her. Oh yeah, now I got to follow her. Sorry. Um, <laughs> she, she, she set the scene for Sally and uh what's the other one i just read all the fucking books jillian owens she set the scene for sandra and nicole kidman she liked my fucking post i'm flabbergasted yeah oh yeah so, so you're like that. legit now you don't really even need me um <laughs> so shout out because you know alice hoffman will listen to this mm-hmm. shout out to alice hoffman um loved the practical magic series um god it was just it it had it all yeah um really had it all just finished another one that i finished in like two days and i haven't done that in so long called dark matter that sounds called really Blake uh, by Blake Croucher or Coucher Crouch something like that. Just like go to my Insta, um, dude. The premise is crazy and it had me like kind of put me in like an existential crisis. So the premise is like this guy in Chicago. The scene is set. He's hanging out with his wife and his teenage son and they're cooking dinner, and it's kind of set like he they met in college and he was set to be like a really amazing scientist and she was on the path to be like a well-known artist well she got pregnant they decided to keep the baby and they just went you know the family route he's like i'm not you know these are like internal thoughts he's like i'm not unhappy he's like this is my life but like many people do we think about the possibilities right so he leaves one night to like go see a friend and go get some ice cream for his family is coming back and he gets kidnapped by this guy in a mask and taken to this abandoned building and he's drugged and he wakes up and it turns out he's in an alternate universe of who he would have been if so his alternate universe multi-universe self created this system of going into your different lifelines Mm, okay of every like and that's an infinite right literally an infinite and so the whole story is him trying to get back to his family got it and it's it kind of kind of makes you think like you know it kind of like threw me a loop for about the day or so after you know i had read it and i finished it when we were in you know butt shit brown county (laughs) And, um, you know, there's a version of you that never left the church. There's a version of you that never met Evan. There's There's a a version of you that kept the blonde hair. Oh, wow. (laughs) That made you blush. Oh, wow. Blonde hair. What a, what an era that was. Mm -hmm. That was like the era's tour, Mm -hmm. me being blonde. But no, it was like a really, Mm -hmm. it was kind of like a mind fuck after I finished it. And um, really great book. And I think it I also would be, I would think, because, like, you're reading it. And I know, at least for me, when I'm reading timelines like that, it's mm-hmm. shifting as it's going. So oh I'm like, God. I would get dizzy at some yeah. point. Well, and I think that that was the point, too, because there was a whole, like, a whole chunk where he is experiencing 
all like walking through the door to all of these different Chicago's not knowing if it's his. Oh, wow. And like one of them is like an ice age happened. One of them, um, a epidemic started, <laughs> which I was like, oh, been there. And like he saw his wife die in one of oh them. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, like, no, he saw his wife die in two of them. And so it just, it's just a whole thing. And it's, yeah, so there was like a total, you know, so like. Brains the, are wild. Yeah. Like the author did like a really good job of like really taking you on that mind fuck with him. Right. That's cool. Yeah. So just finished that one. Um, Practical Magic series was great. Yeah. I've been reading some bangers lately. Really. Hopefully uh, the press gets a book club and um, we could start it together. Maybe. <laughs> I feel like if you were there to drag me and like you kept me accountable, I would do it. Well, we are because we have to report back. <clears throat> to whom? The podcast. So we would do the book club with press and then we would do our own with the listeners. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bitch, please. You could never. <clears throat> you could never get me to do it. Yeah. Not but two. Yeah. Maybe one. I mean, if they're only once a month. That's... <laughs> wow, 12 books a year. Wow. That's rough. Oh my god. Okay. Alright. That's a lot of commitment. Are we done? I guess. <laughs> but yeah, we actually really do have some fun shit planned um, that is more just based off of me and Kayla. We kind of want to get into some local true crime. We do? We had fucking talked about that. Don't make me sound like an idiot. Not making you sound like an idiot. You were there when we talked about that. Where? When we were driving to Michigan. Okay, we, I think that was just you and Bailey. Sarian no, no, we had talked about it. Other. No, we had talked about it because Bailey Sarian was on, <laughs> and we were like, we could do we're local. We could do local true crime. I don't remember that. Okay, well, you were. She was. She was there. I was there. Yeah, but I think you and Bailey had a one-on-one conversation. That well, day. but you answered so. <laughs> No, so we even talked about getting on some conspiracy theories oh i remember the conspiracy theories that would be fun yeah yeah but yeah stay tuned all good shit um I'm, i'll still be here confused don't worry no what the fuck dude <laughs> evan does that shit to me too and you know what you do the same shit no i don't yeah, no, I yeah don't. You know. really that happened you told me this no I don't. oh shit i completely forgot about that i'm such a bad friend Oh yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, this is it. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. We'll um, see you next week. Until later. Bye. Bye.